Hello everyone, I'm Thomas from Daft Punk. Random access memory, Daft Punk. Daft Punk and Thomas Angie from Daft Punk. There you go, Daft Punk. We assume that's Daft Punk under those helmets. Hello everyone, I'm Guy Manuel from Daft Punk. Daft Punk mixes of Daft Punk. Let's get back to the to Daft Punk. It was because of, you know, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft Punk! Daft Punk! Hello, all you man machines out there. <laughs> it's a live Daft Punk podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Darren. I'm Devin. And this is our special guest. Hey, I'm Jeff Milo, and we shouldn't keep it to a single gender when we're talking to the machines. That's well, right. Let's bring true. that up. That is work. true. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping they're going to change on the new tour. Yeah, the, they're going to rename the, the album Person Machine. The Person Machine. Uh, well, today we're going to get a little techno poppy. There you go. A little synth poppy. Uh, yeah. We're going to jump into the computer world. Man, you are just going. These are all. If, if you don't know because you're a Daft Punk fan and not a Kraftwerk fan, these are all album titles. These are album titles uh, from a the the uh, Germanist robots. The Germanist robots. You've we ever we have a podcast read. here about the French's robots in the world, but today we're gonna take a little break and talk about some of the most German robots anybody's ever heard from folks if you're tuning in and you are a daft punk fan we have done uh, a bunch of episodes about daft punk and we are uh spreading our little wings and doing some other types of stuff here so we did the daft work we're gonna do some craft work today and that is some gentle wordplay and if you like that you can go back and explore some of the other gentle wordplay we've done on the show <laughs> yeah, the yeah. it's about five, five, hours five calendar hours. days some very of gentle light loose, humor uh lowbrow so yeah if you are if you are here for the daft punk um we have a ton of episodes about them and today we're talking about craft work um another band that we absolutely love and depending on the time of the listening to this we're either going to see them soon or have already seen them soon yeah or i had seen them years ago <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah uh, we'll we'll get deep into it but i was uh, i was amazed in you know i, I am a a craftwork fan uh, at a uh you know not not at the level that we are of, of analysis with daft punk right so so i did some uh, some some studious work uh over the last few weeks and i'm truly amazed some studious craft work some, yeah okay fine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but we're gonna do I'll, light work yeah, like, no you're it. right i'll Either go i'll go don't. home i'll try if, again tomorrow if, da <laughs> if daft punk is Cut like we're done with the show <laughs> If Daft Punk is like the Beatles of electronic music, Kraftwerk is like the Chuck Berry. I mean, actually, I I read. Um, I, you think I, anyone's ever told Kraftwerk they're like Chuck you're Berry? the Chuck Berry I, of electronic? Dude, music. I, Chuck Berry to me. Straight up, in one of the things I read, one of the thesis statements of of I I'm, I don't have your name. I'm sorry if you're the person who wrote this. One of the thesis statements was the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. No, the Beatles and Kraftwerk laid the groundwork for for pop music. Yeah. Uh, and and it's funny that you bring that up, but. Anyway, we'll get so we'll get so granular into this today. Yeah, uh, but let's talk to Jeff. Hey, for a minute. what's up? Let's talk to Jeff for a minute on this podcast. Just give me a minute. Yeah. So um, <laughs> also, yeah. also, you funny guys. If you guys deliver a joke and I'm, I'm not feeling it, I'm going to tell that 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 joke doesn't. Thank work. you. I need that, that, joke, <laughs> that, that joke doesn't. There we go. There See, Darren, go. you can learn a lesson here. Yeah. I, am, I try to learn a lesson every day, uh, but uh, <laughs> he limits himself to one. Yeah, and then I cut it off. I learned my. I slam the door. I slam the door on education after one lesson. Yeah, if learned. somebody tries to teach him something after he's already uh, learned a lesson, he puts his fingers in his ears. Same lesson every day. Don't touch the stove yeah. when it's hot, and yeah. then it goes back to bed. <laughs> 
<laughs> to uh, us. <laughs> uh, but for real, credit where credit where credit's due. Jeff Milo uh, is a, 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 a music journalist and, and reporter here in, in Detroit, uh, but also uh, I will. I will say uh, he is a, a wonderful, wonderful asset and resource uh, to the uh, artistic community, uh, both in Detroit, regionally and beyond. Uh, he does a, a fantastic job of um, getting uh, getting people's uh, projects out there, talking about them, encouraging them. I mean, he's he's a supporter of the scene, uh, so I cannot say enough uh, positive things about him. And we're so lucky to have him uh, as a guest here today. Yeah, thank you for so coming much. Yeah, you guys course. are too kind. Too kind. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I do. I try to spread the word about to local artists here in the area you know i enjoy doing it That's and i awesome. especially enjoy Kraftwerk. Yes. And i'm very glad that you let me come on the podcast to talk about them yeah Hell we were yeah. we were talking about music and then i said you know you have an open invitation you know i uh i asked him uh what's what's your relationship like with electronic music <laughs> and is there an album uh in that it's complicated <laughs> in that framework that you would want to talk about uh and so we uh, we uh immediately Kraftwerk and uh, Trans Europe oh, Express. Yeah. It's so a crucial, crucial album to the entire genre yeah. of electropop, of synth pop, and kind of the, this is the point where it starts to influence the future of techno, and as we'll talk about the future of hip hop, and it all comes back to this weird little propulsive album made with lots of crazy sequen sequencers by four German guys who, who people perceive to be showroom dummies yeah you know <laughs> yeah, what's, what's um what's really crazy that i was reading about and i'd love so so um i i i one thing i've always is that i've always dug about them is like how much they are outspoken lovers of detroit yeah <laughs> they love true. they love it here and like a lot of the sounds from there traveled back to here and then traveled back to europe after people like discovered techno and stuff and they've always had this weird kind of love affair with this city specifically. The last time they were here, uh, we went to an after party at MoCAD where two of them DJed. It was very cool to see two seven-year-olds. There's seven a long read, uh, about Motor and Hamtramck from the years that was around. And they talk about Kraftwerk's relationship to that place because that was like the spot they were at when they were in Detroit. That's so cool. That's very cool. And like I was, so I was reading and one of the things that I, so we talk a lot, uh, we've leading up to this, we talked a lot about uh, Krautrock in general, um, you know, which is kind of what Kraftwerk uh, was before really this, this album is more of a turning point. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong again, but. Um, no, you're absolutely right. You have uh, Noy and Faust and Can and they are, they've got guitars, they've yeah. got drums and you know, not so much noise, 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 a whole other story, but. Well, one thing I read that is, is crazy cool is, is that this is there as a band, they, they get a 32 step sequencer for this album, That's right. which then frees them from what they were doing before, which is just having, playing these, these, that was the, the quote that I read was they're freed from freehand playing these loops, right? Um, which, um, you know, this is going to, inform you know 50 years of of music uh mm -hmm. you know in 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 a way that could not have done they had uh that sequence of the synth synth norm norma or uh sequencer I, it's, yes. it's all G german but it yeah. was it was um it was a, a a thing that was made for them right um for this project which is which is really cool because uh yeah you get into these loops in a way that um you know, directly inspires uh, a wave of hip hop. It directly inspires the Belleville Three and Detroit techno, and it's it's so cool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's 
you know, coming of age in the post millennium, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm a 20 year old in the early 2000s and learning all about music. And yep. I found this album and it found like, a, it felt like I discovered the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where Amen. it all came from. I've, I've spent some time with, with, I mean, I've spent a fair amount of time with Kraftwerk, but you know, it's, it's so different looking at something from a, you know, I'm trying to place this album in the context of music as a whole and of this group as a whole. Um, and I it, can't imagine. I can't imagine putting myself in the headspace of being in 1977 and listening yeah. to the music of that time, and then somebody putting this on the record player. Yeah, I, it's hard to like in in retrospect. It doesn't. I don't think it feels as alien as it must have felt listening to it in the 70s this might be too early to jump into it but i feel like i want to now yeah it's never too early it involves how we listen to this album and whether or not that influences whether or not we enjoy it so record players 1977 uh music you put it on your your turntable and you probably maybe sit down in your armchair and you listen to this yeah you could probably get a little infuriated by it. <laughs> however, oh, yeah. however, if you step forward into the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s, and you put your earbuds in and you maybe go for a walk with this album, yes. you'll think it's the greatest album ever because it is inherently propulsive and it is uh, inherently all about travel. It's about a train and it is about forward movement. Yeah. Or... It's about dancing, so you just cannot sit still when you listen to this record. Yeah, I, I, I went for a walk to listen to this this week because we had a couple warm days for the first time in a while, and I just I put on uh, I bought new headphones that I'm excited about, and I put them on and just went for a long walk. It was it's a great way to listen to this. Record. Hey, audience, Devin just to let you know, headphones. breaking news: David got new headphones. Yeah, he's he's a, really excited about. He's them. upgraded you know what, everybody. Himself. Suck my ass. These headphones rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a, a long history of insulting our fans. I'm so sorry about. I'm not that. insulting them. I'm telling you. Yes. Uh, last I checked, the last I when we looked at our uh, analytics, there were people in 78 countries that had listened to an episode of this, and that, there's people in 78 countries now that know that you are excited about I, your. You know headphones. what? If you have something you like, you should spread the word. I got a pair of new headphones. Anyway, this is a good walk around album. It moves around. That's yeah. why, like this Kraftwerk is like Daft Punk was a big entry point into electronic music for me, and then Kraftwerk was the other one. My uncle gave me a copy of the Minimum Maximum DVD. Everyone has one uncle that loves Kraftwerk. Absolutely. My uncle Mike gave me yeah. a copy of, uh, or burned me a copy, like he burned his DVD of Minimum Maximum. And like, much. I think the other component to what we connect to with Kraftwerk is there's just so much theatricality to what they're doing. Yeah. Like they are, they're doing like, like it's a spectacle. It's that, a stage show. It's costumes. We love, as theater people, we love that. Yeah, that yeah. video of them performing robots. Uh, like it's like they're on like a like a German uh, Tonight Show or whatever, and they're doing that song, and they've got the movements down, and they have all the dummies in yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah. the dummies it's in the so audience. Cool. It's so trippy and cool. And again, like and looking at that in 2020 is 2022 is much different than if I turned on my yeah. TV in 1982 and <laughs> that came on, I, I would have to call the t- I, FCC. <laughs> when I was younger, I took, I did not recognize how psychedelic all of this is. Yeah. Like it, it took me a long time to recognize that all of this synthetic stuff could be incredibly psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And it, this album in particular has so much like 
cascading delay on all of it. Sure. Just like it really moves around the headphones. Not the new only ones I got. psychedelic, but can we maybe say a little funky? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Funky. funky. I mean, to 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 touch on that that well, that what like the metal on metal in the yeah. middle of it is just like yeah. oh that's just that's just techno. The same yeah. things that I I that's I, it. That's the Rosetta Stone. It is. And, yeah. and I think like to pull back to some of the stuff we've talked about in the past on the podcast. This. Um, this album, I think, is, I mean, Kraftwerk in general, I think, is a, for me, it's a Rosetta Stone for human after all, if we're talking Daft Punk. Um, it really is, especially um, er- earlier Kraftwerk, um, which, which uh, you know, I'll talk later on in some direct comparisons to this uh, this album. But I also think the same reason that we talk about this, this um, the, the, the psychedelic nature of it, it's the same reason last week. Uh, we talk about the Chemical Brothers, right? It's the same reason I love it. It's that that overlay of living psychedelia on mechanical guts, and it's ah, fuck, man, I love it. I think I love the it. single most psychedelic sound is just any kind of like sequenced with delay that's either moving up or down. You yeah, like the, the most psychedelic sound. The most psychedelic sound. I honestly think so. Like I agree when with you. It, it's it's like. You know, if it's in rock and roll, it's like a lot of the like noodly early Pink Floyd stuff. It's all just like these kind of like short progressions with delay on it. Yeah. Delay is psychedelic because that is. I, I don't mean, know. That's anytime, how that kind of stuff right, affects it, your senses when you're behaving psychedelically. I think anytime that you take a hard edge and you blur it, right, that is that is kind of a oversimplified definition of psychedelia, right? You 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 are losing right. your hard edges and you are morphing ideas and sounds and feelings together and i'm, I'm gonna jump on two of those points this is the same era as pink floyd yeah, yeah. they're almost like uh disparate cousins mm-hmm. in terms of spectacle too and in terms of this is a trip this is a this is transcendent and then also back to daft punk if you i bet i bet i could trick five to maybe 15 <laughs> yeah i don't want to like disparage possibly the the intelligence of people, but if you put on Europe Endless right now, yes, and you said this is a new track, uh, maybe they've never heard of Kraftwerk. This is a new track, and yeah, and Daft Punk is secretly cameo- cameoing on it, and it gets to the vocoder voice. You're gonna think, oh, of course, yeah. that's Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could try. It's em. such a, it's such a one to one. Right, it really is, and I, you know, it's. I mean, we we've said it on the podcast before i love uncovering you know the fact that that we we acknowledge right artists all stand on the shoulders of giants you know craftwork is a giant that everything we like whether we acknowledge it or not stands on their shoulders somehow and that's I, a very I, cool thing to learn deeper i the first time i saw them live was at ultra music festival in miami <laughs> and if you've never been to ultra it is the it's like the bro bro side of surely the techno not world. surely not florida <laughs> yeah surely. it is it is it is hundreds and hundreds of the most muscular men you've ever seen in the tiniest shorts and no shirt just walking around like that it's like that side of dance music world hey florida listeners if you want to uh, offer a, a different view you can email us go ahead yeah go ahead i think it's, it's gonna piss go off ahead. muscular yeah. beefy it's boys the, it's, it's <laughs> what, if, what if you just get an email that just says no yeah no, yeah, yeah we probably will it's florida the, man says i will yeah. say the, ultra is the new jerseyest florida ever gets <laughs> 
So listen, 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 listen. Is there anybody else you can get while we're so alienating? Listen, here's my thing. Pink Floyd and uh, Kraftwerk, yes. our cousins. Amen. Florida and New Jersey, yeah. our cousins. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're tearing yeah. down borders um, But they... <laughs> They headlined. No they headlined this really this this huge like the other headliners were like Avicii yeah. and Alesso, and then Kraftwerk, and they came on and to look around this audience of the most confused kids. Like I, I want Avicii, and these seventy year old German men are doing this really simplistic techno. What at was me. the was, What was the tour? Was it? It three? was the one right before they did the. 3D. So what did the show what does that look like at a big festival? Cuz I understand what that looks like in yeah, know, like a theater. It was it it the setup was all the same. They came out in those crazy leotards with their little stands and they were they on had, the podiums. They were on the podiums yeah. and they yeah, it it the look in the look of a craftwork show hasn't really changed that much. Right. Uh but there wasn't the 3D element. And it was just like the crowd started to kind of slowly disperse and I got really up close because a lot of people were confused and, and not into it. I, I was close uh, enough was to touch awesome. them, but I didn't want to. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I will. One more thing about the live performance that, that I might as well just throw this out here now. Um, the um, back to our, our Daft Punk fans, right? The um, Grammy weekend performance that Daft Punk did, their their little stands, their freestanding stands are very, very yeah. much. Uh, it's I don't think it's by mistake that they're very similar to the uh, a Kraftwerk uh, live. Yeah. That's one um, thing we talked about, uh, about Daft Punk. They are very vocal about their influences, but they have been very quiet about any influence that Kraftwerk has had over them. I, I don't know why, uh, but uh, they, they have not talked a bunch publicly about <laughs> about what they what they how they were inspired about from craft work. I thought about that. I always thought it was unspoken. Yeah. You guys are robots. Yeah. They were robots. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And, I, and I think that like I think the reason I don't remember if I said this last week when we were thinking about it, but I think the reason is that Human After All they did zero press for. Right. Yeah. I, they agree. Done, I agree. They like after that record they did zero press and they said later that was a mistake because yeah. It ended up being poorly received because they didn't contextualize it. I bet if they had done press during that time, they would have spoken more directly about that. That, yeah, that makes a lot of I sense. I think also, you know, if you, you know, robot rock, right? It, you know, that is a word that Kraftwerk used to describe themselves, right? And that is, that is a, a, if you're a Daft Punk fan, robot rock, you immediately know that song, right? So, like, I think that it is unspoken is a good word because there's not a coincidence on, you know, um, Endless, Endless uh, and Emotion to me are very similar songs. And, you know, we're talking, uh, again, Human After All era, Daft Punk, I think is so heavily influenced by, uh, by Krautrock, is so heavily influenced by this era of music. And I think if you, if you listen for the similarities, they are absolutely there. There's also something about the similarity of self-effacement and the Kraftwerk always to me looked as though that they were plasticizing their, yeah. their presentation or literally saying that we are yeah. we are the robots yes. and they self-efface masks yes. plasticize so that also felt yeah. yeah there's a there's a not a Absolutely. wink to the mythology of it right it's it's not it's very self-serious in the same and you know and if you listen to there's there's a way to do that really dorky yeah that it would that would play so poorly but there's something so much fun about craft work or daft punk or gorillas where they where they make they make a game out of it that is yeah. that just that really 
taps into something I love. I don't know. I yeah. I, I think I that, love that goofy just and made up. They don't wink fun. about it. It's no, not like it, no. oh, we're robots. It's yeah. like we take this incredibly seriously. Think, yeah. Like you know, that's if, very fun. If we cut to Daft Punk uh, as robots and the train in in Japan for the first time, I think they could have turned a totally different direction that would have created a different narrative yeah. if they keep doing the robot on the subway and stuff like that, <laughs> right. right? I think that there's um I don't know, but also again, uh if if you look track by track, I think a lot of the lyrical ideals in this fit the the tone of um, of the human after all era yeah. of Daft Punk. As it's well. all simplicity. I, there's, it's so funny that these guys are like, we're making an album, and this one's about the highway. It's so <laughs> we're making it, it so we're making an album, and this one's about a bike race. That's the relationship about a train. This yeah. one's about a train. Yeah. It's I lo- so funny. I think that's what I. I think that's what Detroit. <laughs> And Berlin having, or Detroit and Germany, but especially in terms of techno, Detroit and Berlin have in common is yeah. this like just this industrial yeah. thing. And it's like, you know, you like listen to the old techno guys talk about like, you know, all of our music sounded like, you know, the assembly line. It sounded and like, it's like there is something about like, yeah, like writing a song about like <laughs> yeah. being on the highway. <laughs> right. We yes. are a city that is like, like bound and constricted by. Yeah just cars that's what we do there's there's a i don't know a textual relationship between detroit and germany for that yeah mm-hmm. yeah what if the machines come to life after at midnight in the factory that was the idea oh yeah, yeah. And, and i think <laughs> that's cool putting it in the context toy story but for techno toy story for techno that's <laughs> night at the ford assembly plant night I, at the flint bus and truck plant. i think though that also you know to, to piggyback onto that point too it's about the setting of you know the setting of a lot of early raves, you know, is uh, former yeah. former machine shops, former plants, former warehouses, which again, this, you know, we say it all the time. This is music for a dark, grimy warehouse when we talk about some of the most, uh, the Absolutely. techno we love. And you talk about those those looping hooks. Yes. And it is, all right, this song's going to go on for nine minutes. This yeah. one is seven. And what what yeah. is the rave if not just yeah. hours and hours of every, yeah. I, I've said it before and I say to get every song should be at least nine minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I've often felt like I so wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> every song. Happy birthday. Andy at National Anthem. Andy, Andy at your birthday party's rough because you're stuck in happy yeah. birthday for a while. That's the best thing <laughs> the about never the VIP club. That's the best thing about techno. If there's a song that you don't vibe with, you it's just like eleven or twelve minutes until the next one. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm glad I find someone else who finally sees the world I do. Yeah. When Who Let the Dogs came out <laughs> that was the first thing I said. This should be longer. <laughs> I th- sometimes I feel like when I'm working on music, I'm like, do I have an idea that is worth spending nine minutes on? And now I recognize that, like, just doing it for nine minutes is an idea in and yeah. of itself. There's, just there's, allowing yes. it to have, you know, um, it doesn't have to be nine minutes of new ideas. Right. You can spend nine yeah. minutes on one idea. There's not, there, there's, uh, it's new songs that are produced right now. It seems like they're going a little bit the opposite way. A lot of like current dance music producers are like, let's hit it as hard as we can. This is two and a half minutes long. Put it out. Yeah, but yeah. then you get 15 other remixes yeah. of that song that are made for the dance floor that, yeah. that take the best parts, right? I, I um, you know, I, we talk about it. We talked about it a little bit with the Chemical Brothers episode. I think that that, you know, again, I think that this is a in big part due to the the vast 
diversity of what we will call instrumentation on electronic music, right? Whereas a punk rock band has the same instrumentation every song, essentially a punk rock album is something I would equate to a 10 to 15, 10 to 13 minute electronic song. It's one idea based on its instrumentation. So I think that's why we see these longer songs. You know, it's, it's, you don't have the, you know, you don't have the direct counterpart of, you know, here's our guitarist who yeah. plays this guitar through this amp and this is the pedal board, right? Mm -hmm. That is a, that is a cage, whether you want to, you know, people do brilliant things in that right. cage, but it is, there are boundaries that you do not have if you've got a modular synth where you're essentially creating a, a new instrument every time you play a note. The sound um, of the future. The sound of the future. <laughs> the sound of the future. So what is what is your relationship to dance music and electronic music? I enjoy dancing. Hell there yeah. There it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, actually, I, so this, this album was was crucial in, in building my my appreciation for electronic music and dance music because the title track is has proven to be a dance track. Yes. It, it not only not only is that connection to Africa Babata and uh, what it starts becoming it starts becoming what Grandmaster Flash plays. It yep. starts becoming something that you break dance to. So but uh, just the just you hear the drums on Europe Endless, which we'll get to, and it's almost it's almost space disco. Yeah. And it is such a great album to walk to, and that's how uh, I fell under its spell. It was one night, I, uh, I put the headphones on and just went for a 43-minute walk, which whatever I think is the runtime. Yeah. And uh, just let it cast its spell on me. And you you actually start walking to Endless Europe, Endless Europe, Europe Endless, opening track. It is set to the strides of your feet almost perfectly. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's remarkable to recognize that you know especially today we think of here I'm going to my performers are performing for me, mm -hmm. right? And 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 I think a lot of the music that we like and we talk about, it is to accompany something, you know. Right. And like you said, it's the pace of your steps, right? Or it's, you know, it kind of matches your 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 heart heart rate matches BPM while you're dancing with, right. with a lot of stuff. And it is, um, it's a different, when people who don't get electronic music realize that it's not about the music, it's about the music being part of this togetherness or this oneness or this dance floor or this walk or this hike. Uh, I think that people finally are like, oh, that's what we like about this, uh, which is a, a really cool way to look at music mm -hmm. we'll get to it when we get to showroom dummies but i also appreciate that it is not like subtextual that this is a dance thing yeah, they are right. like we go into the club and we dance and mm -hmm. we feel our pulse like it's not it's like th this isn't incidentally dance music they yeah. are like saying like we are making dance music here. right and that's like <laughs> i don't know i think when i first got into this especially because i was younger i hadn't been to clubs you know like in high school and stuff i didn't I, I sometimes couldn't tell what was written to be dance music. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that this is like very, like a lot of dance music is very overt. Like right. they say it in the lyrics, like 
you're dancing you're at the club <laughs> or even it's even like very it is not it's not subtle about that and i sometimes appreciate that even yeah. last week for yourself free us dance yeah you know chemical brothers no geography right like there's it's instructional yeah it, it, it is it makes it i need as, my music to tell me what to do <laughs> yes you do don't say it as a joke <laughs> i'm not but i think yeah. there's also you know i can't get out of bed unless the song tells me to <laughs> i think there's also Put this the car um, drive yeah this tells yeah. you how to drive to work and stuff yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> my wife like makes makes like a Casio keyboard song like <laughs> eat breakfast now, feed the cat, <laughs> take out the trash. Another uh, thing, <laughs> another thing. I wasn't sure how soon I would jump to, but I'll just jump to it, and it speaks to what my relationship to dance music is, and maybe it's showing my age. But when I was in college, uh, a band released a song. I guess it was just one guy. And the name of the song was Daft Punk is playing at my house. Oh yeah. That's James Murphy and it's and it's L C D sound system. Yeah. And then, you know, DFA and all that kind of stuff of the early 2000s, yep. uh, the Juan McLean, all these kinds of new indie electro dance folks were hopping and I it was kinda of getting me excited and um and I knew that I was gonna be pursuing a career in music journalism. Yeah. So I became a student of music and I read a lot of books and I read a book called Last night a DJ was last night a DJ saved, saved my, my life. life. Yeah, and from then on, I was like obsessed with hip hop and dance yeah. music. I've yeah. not read that. I'll have to check yeah. that out. One, uh, one McLean DJ set and movement this year. James they Murphy B two B with Carl <laughs> Frank. What the heck? Yeah, what is that going <laughs> to well, look like? Very uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what that looks like. It's going to be nuts. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm interested. Uh, what uh, you said you knew you wanted to be a music journalist. When yeah. did when did you? figure that out oh that's not an exciting story uh, <laughs> no i'm like that but i'm happy to tell it yeah, yeah. No, we'd love to hear uh you are in high school you join the high school newspaper you yep. write articles for your high school Same. newspaper <laughs> yeah. and you know, sometimes they're like well write about the football game or write about this year's uh high school musical whatever they're doing and i asked the teacher can i write album reviews that rocks that's so cool and that hadn't been a thing in 1999 or 2000 yeah and then from then on, you know, was writing. That's awesome. Yeah. From That's then great. I was like, oh, this, this is, this yeah. is it. That's uh, like, I, I come from a journalism background uh, and that was, I, I ended up falling, fall, uh, falling into sports writing mm -hmm. and uh, I, oh, I've always loved music and that always seemed like an, an area that seems so hard to get a foot in the door so it's cool right. it's very cool that you like found that very young and specifically pursued that and found it that's awesome. and then you start find, finding out about grail marcus and lester bangs and legs mcneil and then you get excited about the lore yeah and yeah and from then you're hooked that's really cool and i think too that like one of the one of the things I, we for those of you who aren't in the in the detroit area we get the pleasure of, of hearing jeff uh talk about music on the radio yes. at, at least yeah. a couple times a week here um and it is um one of the things that i i really like i think is is something we touch upon uh, a lot in this podcast that it's not about holding your knowledge of music above other people's heads and like that music snobbery that some people think come with the 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 world of music you know the pitchfork daggers step right. you know it's more about hey here's this thing if you dig it it's here if not you know here's another thing and i really like that again that that i enjoy the way that you talk about music because it's not 
this is good and you should like it and here's right. why. It's right. like here's what I appreciate about this thing. And it's, you know, it, you know, we we like to examine especially on the show the intentionality behind things. We sure. don't we don't love this is good or this is bad, right? Sure. We'll we'll joke and go off on tangents and stuff, but our, you know, for me at least, my main analysis of quality is intentionality, right. which which is I think a really cool way to look at things. Um Well, and so if you look at Lester Bangs, and then the he kind of births Pitchfork, this <laughs> cynical, bringing yeah. out the long knives, yeah. fancy adjectives, being kind of snobby. I, those are fun to read. Yes, um, I consider them. Hello, kitty. Consider, <laughs> uh, for those of you at home, the cat just jumped on John's lap. He's like the podcast. The cat's like, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I consider that a waste of my time to write a review like that. Yeah. I've always seen myself as a celebrator, and mm-hmm. my whole yeah. thing is. If I'm going to get it on the radio or if I'm going to write something, a piece, my whole angle is, you might love this. You're going to clearly intuit that I love it. Yeah. But you, here's why I think you might love it. Yeah. And that's my angle. That's you, great. Uh, before I forget, you had nice things to say about uh, my friend George. Uh, I think he performs George Montrell. Oh, yeah. Montrell, uh, you had nice things to say about that. He, George, uh, George and I went to kindergarten together. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> That's great. He had really nice things to say about his stuff, and his music's great, and I want to plug it on the show while we're talking about it. <laughs> I, was, I was just talking to George, yeah. That's um, awesome. That uh, Dance music specifically helped me uh, lock into appreciating music the way you're talking about it. I used to be much, like, snootier about music and, mm-hmm. like, hold my... Like, hold my nose up at stuff I didn't think was worth it or whatever. And then I got into house music and dance music and I was like, Oh, like I love this and I can absolutely see why some people wouldn't. Right. And like people like what they like and you should, you should be loud and proud about right. it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I also never want to be any kind of a gatekeeper. Right. I don't want to yeah. be the guy in the record store or the guy on the street who's like, you haven't heard of Kraftwerk yet? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, uh, you've been listening to Daft Punk this time and you haven't heard of Kraftwerk? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You get to listen to Kraftwerk now. Right. What a treat yeah. for you. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Or worse, I see someone with a Kraftwerk t-shirt and I'm, I'm the guy who says, name three Kraftwerk albums. I bet you. I don't believe you listen, like them. Yeah. I, you don't like them like I like them. I just feed off of people's excitement. Yeah. And I say this with sincerity. If you are excited by Nickelback, I'm yeah. I'm gonna celebrate that. Good for Good you. Good for you. I'm not gonna yeah. listen to it. I love that you're Absolutely. excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, we I think we all have, you know, that it there's there's no secret that people refer to the songs they think they shouldn't like as their guilty pleasures or whatever. Right. And that that's like no, dude, that's just something you like. I'm just like never it. gonna feel guilty for being pleasured. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Why? You didn't grow up Catholic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we but we we sit here and we you know like like yesterday right I, I was talking to my niece she's four years old. Hold and, on, and I just heard saxophones when you said that. One. <laughs> <laughs> that was real sexy. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. But I'm ta- so I'm talking to my four year old niece yesterday. That's I was a song. over my sister's what house. What a transition! And she goes, uh, you know, she's got her little kid's drum set or whatever. And then I'm like, you want to make a song? And she goes, I don't know how to play drums. And I was like, okay, what what? how how do you play drums and she was like what do you mean i'm like just make sounds you like and you're playing drums you know like there's i think that there's an element of just understanding that music doesn't have you you can get as deep into it as you want you can intelligently or unintelligently analyze and dive right. but at the end of the day if there's a sound you like cool that's right. music you like right. you know and that's fine right. and that's a really cool uh, liberating way to 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 view yeah. 
The right. things you consume artistically. And someone listening to this podcast yeah. might listen to Trans Europe Express yeah. once yeah. and recognize that they love it. We have all listened to it 100 times and we're yeah. going to listen to it 300 times right. more. They might not need to, and that's fine. They're going to go on their journey. It's Amen. fine. It's great. So we don't listen. If you're listening to this podcast, we're not requiring you to listen to Trans Europe Express 400 times. It's okay. <laughs> we will, do want you to listen to this and episode you, 400 listen. times. If you can prove that you listened to it 400 times between when we'll send you a shirt. this came out, we'll, we'll send, send you a shirt. shirt. We'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, and if man. you hated the album... We support that too, but keep listening to this episode. And yeah. again, I would encourage um, anybody. If you hated the album, unfortunately, we will not be. Yeah. Any, anybody, uh, anybody at home, uh, this seems like I a, hated a, this, and I listened to it four hundred times. This seems like as as good a time as any. Anybody at home, if you've got opinions based on anything we're saying, we we love to hear from you, and we are always uh, man in that inbox of uh, info at alivepodcastdetroit.com. Yeah. Um, you'll get you'll get something, or we'll read uh, we'll read what you say, and we'll talk about it. We love talking about uh, oh oh. We, we love you guys yeah. out there. We had a, yeah, uh, when when uh, Daft Punk uh, uh, woke up briefly for a day, uh, a lot of you felt energized to reach back out to us and stuff. We love we love hearing from from you you all. So whatever you got, uh, if you want, uh, if you have a story to tell or a fact to to share or a correction to make, we want it all. I'm gonna I'm gonna reel the tangents back toward LCD sound system. And yes, just say something bold. Uh, you don't have dance yourself clean without Europe endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just putting it out there. So you know what? I've not thought of it. That is, I totally get that. I uh, my Spotify Discover feed today. James Murphy's playing at my house was was one of the the topics. Uh, Yeah, that was one of the like you know they have a group of that. I thought that was an interesting, cool group. So I went to uh, I went to Lollapalooza 2007. And in the one big field, they've got the small stage and the main stage. And I was pushing up close as close as I could to see Daft Punk. And at the small stage, LCD Sound System was playing. And they encored with Daft Punk is playing at my house. And then I turned around and fucking Daft Punk <laughs> played. It was one of the... It was maybe the most influential moment in my Honestly, entire life. It is. It's a smart. It's we a would smart not marketing here. choice to write a song about your something you really like. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, yeah, that's wrong. Does it? And teachers, they just yeah. list all but of they, their favorite. I mean, we producers. circle back. That's a good idea. Yeah, we circle back to what we just said. I mean, that's a lot of electronic music. A lot of electronic music. You're writing a song about dancing, or you're writing a song about you got to keep on, or you're writing a song about <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna do a million Chemical Brothers quotes because that's me. Black rock, uh, black rock and beats, or whatever. I mean, all of these songs are just this one we like yeah yeah uh one more time one more time yeah Uh, a song about how fun it is to listen to your favorite song exactly it's incredible what a recursive (laughs) uh, idea for a disco tune (laughs) you guys want to dig into track by track let's uh, i was just gonna say james murphy is obviously lyrically more profuse than than our than our craftwork boys but he draws a lot of influence james from david bowie and i just wanted to tie in that this is 1977 this is germany that david bowie is crossing paths absolutely David Bowie is being a big advocate for craft work. Craftwork is shouting out David Bowie in the title track. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, a whole thing. That's awesome. And I, I mean, folks who have a, a not craftwork does have characters that yeah. they're performing as. I think folks in music who have that kind of thing, like, are just gravitate towards each other. They have because that yeah. is different than like, let me put on the coolest clothes that I have to go be a cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. very easy, yeah. like it's very easy to be like I dress like I'm the in a in Led Zeppelin or whatever. Right. There's like 
there isn't as much the well i think it's it's like slowly coming back they're like but the idea of like a like a band of people wearing flannels on stage and just <laughs> doing like the ween thing i want i want like Starman, and I, I want robots, and I want like yeah. it's so much fun. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I hate everything else or whatever, but like there is a, there is <laughs> what an insane way to start that sentence. <laughs> I know, I, but I, I hate I, everything I, that's not someone wearing a costume. I just I I like psychedelia. I like compelling original thoughts, right? And I think that there's something about, hey, here's me being the cool version of me as a performance is not as compelling to me as, hey, I'm a robot because my studio exploded and I have a human heart but a robot brain now and I can't talk about my my human thoughts. I'm going to talk about my robot thoughts. Yeah. That is that is to me, all right, hell yeah, I'm on board. Let's let's yeah, let's, let's explore that. so fun. I had no idea I was going to be talking about this today, but here we go. Yeah, there <laughs> so, we go. <laughs> Uh, which is not as good a way to start a paragraph <laughs> it's okay. as I may not hate everything. <laughs> I might not hate everything else. So, uh, but I, I do want to, inevitably, this is not an original uh, thought. It's okay. It's not an original thought when I say that that social media is kind of evil and yes. that it just breeds snarky cynicism. Yeah. And when you were talking about Kraftwerk pulling that stunt, sort of, on that talk show with all those yeah. mannequins and what have you, uh, if the first thing that popped in my head, good or bad, was the weekend at the Super Bowl. Yes. Doing his thing. Now, minutes, within minutes of that Super Bowl airing, you're seeing memes and GIFs and people parodying it and mm -hmm. making fun of it yeah. and saying this is cringeworthy or what have you. I thought you. it was cool as I fuck. I think it, so, too. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I think it was cool as fuck. However, if Kraftwerk did that today, I think you would just inevitably yeah. see a bunch of assholes on social media memeing the hell out of them. Amen. And I, gentlemen, I bemoan that. That's yeah. it. I Damn. do too. It, I yeah. Can that. you imagine if it's 1981 and you're watching Kraftwerk and they have all this makeup on to look right. like, like mannequins. robots and mannequins are in the audience? And it's a Friday night, and you have to go like school on Monday and explain to someone else what happened. Like these, guys, <laughs> yeah. I saw the craziest thing in the world, and I, it's like these guys. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way to go back and access that, that yeah. again. Yeah, that was just something you saw. See, now that's the other thing. In a pre-social media world, it would be incumbent upon you to explain it to them because <laughs> yeah. no one else yeah. has seen. I remember yeah. being, they saw this in um, these guys. These guys were, look, but they were sitting in the I audience. Uh, were yeah. they guys? I, were, I, what, uh, were they real guys? I can't tell. Was that music? <laughs> was it music? <laughs> I remember. You know, I'm uh, so I'm I'm 32. Uh, I'm 32 years Whoa, old. Cool brag. And I remember. <laughs> cool brag. You, were, you are not 32 years old. You are 32 years old at midnight. At midnight. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I remember similarly. Right. I remember. The day after, mustard shirt wearing similarly. You're gonna disparage mustard on the podcast. Listen, listen. I can concur. The gentleman to my right and left are both wearing mustard colored shirts. So, so, but, but I was gonna say, I remember the day after the real Slim Shady was on TRL going into school and there was like six of us who saw it and everybody else, it was like, we have to explain this music video to everybody. And I, again, like this is, what is that? Like 2000 something? I'll never forget. 2001, I think, 2001. Yeah, it's right around the, 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 the the turn of the millennium. I'll there. never forgive but, Eminem for saying nobody listens to techno. But he's from Detroit. Yeah, right. But my I'll point, I'll my point never being, like, again. His, his larger point was nobody listens to Moby, which is also not true. <laughs> also not true. I, uh, I, I picked a Moby yeah. song as my play of the week. Uh, yeah. Within the your, last month. Your 
play. There we go. <laughs> hey. I never. There we go. I had never. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'd never heard what Moby sounds like live, and I was at a festival. I was like, I, I want to chill out for a second, I'll take a breather. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna see Moby, the, like the play guy. It's gonna be nice and You're chill, get, like chill porcelain, nice or and whatever. chill yeah. and like cool, like a nice chance to take a break. He, him live is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. He's one of the best DJs <laughs> in the world. He's not. He's not famous by accident. No, no. no. He, uh, Man, shout out, shout out Moby. Come on the show. Yeah, come please on. come on the show. On the Open show. invitation. Please come on the show. You guys want to do some track by track? Uh, I well, want hold, hold on. Team. Just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, one more absolutely. thing that I bemoaned. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the 1981 or two documentary. Uh, it's called Erg. It's a punk rock documentary. And it is just about, it's just uh, like 14 or 16 live clips of yeah. bands of that new wave era. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Gary Newman, who yeah. I feel like we could bring up in this realm since he's kind of an electronic music icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go look at the video of what Gary Newman's doing in that documentary, he's driving around in a little electronic car, and it's moving around like <laughs> kind of like the teacups from Disney. He's yeah. just kind of like moving around, and he is like stone cold, like dead face serious, <laughs> and he looks like he's in a little toy, and he just goes on for four minutes. And the more you just watch it, the more I personally think that it's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if Gary Newman got in his little car today, the kids these days would just meme the shit out of it. And I just wanted yeah. to listen. Are you here out there, folks? Let Gary Newman get in his little car. Let, <laughs> let, let, let him just, get in his little car. If I could just get on a pedestal, if I could just get on a soapbox. Yeah. On this podcast, yes. I just want Gary Newman to get into his little yeah, car. Please let that man car. get into his little car. The song, I, is, the song is called Down in the Park. Go watch it. It's I on got, YouTube. Uh, hell I yeah. mean, one of the... For to, the love of God, let Gary Newman get I mean, his little car. To, <laughs> the love of God. If you don't let Gary Newman get in his little car, he's got Gary Newman is at uh, Elk Club Saturday, next Saturday. What? Yeah, I but can't. we're going to be an animal collective. Oh, we're going to collect those animals. <laughs> all all of them. We're going to collect I all the animals. That's what Pokemon is about. Now we can track my yeah, I, um, the Cannibal Collective is synonymous with Pokemon. Pokemon yeah, Gotta I just came here, all. guys, with a, with a Gary Newman and a weekend agenda, and, you, and I got them both out. Yeah, yeah right. Them both out. Yeah, I, I, I need a platform so to say that Gary Newman needs to get his little car. I, I have a little. I immediately dodged though. We're going to dive in to uh-huh. piggyback. Uh, I do think though, like that's one of the things that really gives me some faith in the 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 up and coming generation right now is the the lack of this belief that it's cool to not care or it's cool to push people down. Right. I really think that that's something that um, especially being in, you know, we, we produce a lot of live events. It is, it's really cool to see the 20 somethings coming in and they're really supportive and really excited and they're really weird. Right. Uh, and it's it's so it's so cool. So I, if you're doing weird stuff out there and yeah. maybe you haven't keep found your community, just keep it up and I make some awesome art. I know. Oh, yeah. Like. You know, I, I think I've locked on to something that I want to share with the world. A, I, a lot of folks don't realize how much fun it is to talk about something you're really into. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like yeah. shitting on It's not nearly as much fun to shit on something as it is to be really fired up. It is a treat to blather on about Daft Punk <laughs> three or four hours a week every yeah. week. Like, yeah. I love, I'm very happy. I love talking about my favorite stuff. <laughs> the guy who DJs as enthusiast loves talking about his favorite stuff. Enthusiasm yeah. is powerful. It Enthusiasm really is. is one of my favorite isms <laughs> well i mean yeah it does, but it does get this is the antithesis and i don't know what it what you would this is this is the antithesis of the phrase beating a dead horse yes whatever beating a dead horse is this podcast is the episode of yeah. and you can blurb me on that yeah i really will uh, i'm I cpring mean, a horse <laughs> <laughs> i've run a horse back to life <laughs> 
I'm CPR ego horse. The horse reviving. I'm reviving this horse. I'm reviving this horse. Oh jeez. I and I, I dig that. I dig but that. We, what we I mean do is, that. If this podcast were you, if it was, but the antithesis and you were shitting on Daft Punk the yes. whole time, at some point you, I think deep down, all three of you would begin to feel as though, like, let's say you got fifty-five minutes deep into a yeah. shitting on Daft Punk podcast by insult number twenty-eight, all of you would feel like holding your bats and yeah. seeing this bloody horse. They're like, should we go yeah. any yeah. further? Yeah. This I feels mean, wrong now. Yeah. I mean, there's, it was fun for five minutes. And, there's, yeah. and there's, I th- like, yeah, I think it's, it's like coming around, right? We had like, uh, yeah, like the pitchforkization of music critique. Right. Has a place. Too, has a place, but, has a place, but it here. also feels like there's a lot, there's this groundswell of like, it. like, it's also cool to be really, into stuff yeah. and it's it's also fun to listen to people be into stuff and being artists right like 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 all of us are here mm. you know there's a a as an artist once you learn that just because you don't like a a part of something sure. it doesn't discredit all of it sure. right you might if you don't like crap work on the surface and you just discredit all of it you might miss a synth run or right. something like that that could change your life uh, that could open your brain up to a new way of, of hearing music or loops or instruments. Right. And and I think that that's a, a, a huge proponent of why I love talking about things in the positive rather than pushing down on the negatives. Because you you never know what's going to be that thing that inspires you. Right. Uh, where, you know, it might be in a genre of music that you don't care for yeah. or a movie that you don't think looks exciting. Who knows? Um, so I would rather, you know, I'm a proponent of... of Keeping your eyes you and ears open for stuff. inspiration uh, in a man in a little tiny car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's Gary Newman for music or Mr. Bean for comedy, I'm inspired by guys in little cars. Yeah. And you know what? You can dance if you want to. You, you can, can leave, leave your friends behind. behind. But if All your right. friends, if they don't dance, <laughs> you have to put them down. You have to put them down and then Andy will revive them or whatever. Put my friends down because he couldn't dance. So let's... let's um, <laughs> <laughs> want to dig in track by track here? Yeah, do a little team by team. So are, are we, we've asked this question like 15 times now. Are we sure yeah, we don't no, have another? We should do it. We should just do it. Okay. And we can make we can make points after the first yeah. track. We can do it. You know, I have one more tangent, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. All right. This is track one. Europe Endless. Yeah, it is. It it is a, uh, it is really crazy to hear something from 1977 that has like that. Tss, 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 yeah, I the, mean, like that's the LCD sound system. Yeah, yeah, right there. yeah. And I mean, one of the other things that you know, I I I hear this song and I equate it. We just mentioned Animal Collective. This um this opener is a, it's a it's a little bit of a reach to get there, but it reminds me of that genre of music too like they open the opener to uh meriwether post pavilion has that similar synth sound too i mean again you can hear the influences i what I, what would you say that genre what would you name that genre of music uh, i just want to hear baltimore acid baltimore and whatever acid i guess i don't know i mean but <laughs> yeah i mean but, but my point is like again it's every time i i hear one of these songs from a different point um 
I hear something of something else I love that has come after it. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I have no, nothing to go on, but I feel like you could tie a thread to like something like for Reverend Green if we're going into yeah. Animal Collective. Yeah, yeah, and what a man, cool song it really is. And I think Yo, that like I'm on this podcast to say that's a cool song. That's a cool, that's a cool song. A song. <laughs> for Reverend Green, fucking cool that's song. That's a fucking cool song. <laughs> I also, but I think that like um, this 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 song specifically, it opens um, in a very Op, it, hopeful optimistic oh, absolutely. tone um absolutely. which is is you know again uh i don't know it's, it gets it's, a little spooky it does it does but i think i think you know we, we look at dj sets that we like or whatever right mm -hmm. and and a lot of times some of the coolest moments um you know like i i, I love uh dj shadow his live album from 2018 it opens with this weird droning guitar minor key and it's not groovy and it's not cool and then it blows up to this like big major scale optimistic hopeful mm -hmm. oh it's so cool but i think using that um you know you use dynamic to <laughs> highlight the opposite dynamic right. right and this 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 exchange this back and forth happens throughout this whole album in a very very cool absolutely. way absolutely this song is a build yes. it builds and it builds and it builds and it just keeps getting yeah. deeper deeper and it, it almost feels like even though it's a walking pace you could get a runner's high from it because it feels like a breath of fresh air. It yeah. feels very ascending. It's ten minutes long too, so like nine and a half. Nine. It's nine and a half minutes long. You can do it. Hey, wait, <laughs> every song should be every, every song. song. Yeah, they, it's so they, perfect yeah. length. Yeah, per, it's perfect length. Whatever length of time you think a song should be, double it, double it, double or triple it. it. In some I, instances, having listened to this song four hundred one times, it always feels like it needs to be that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say this album. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this album. In particular, because I think this is a, a one of the like artsier parts of their catalog. It's not as there is something a little like like sillier and goofier about like pocket calculator and stuff that like is I also love about Kraftwerk. No yeah. argument. Uh, but it is this is like a different. This is more of a journey yeah. than some and of the more pop oriented parts a of lot, their stuff. Right. A Absolutely. lot of a lot of their catalog is like specifically and intentionally um uh mechanic yeah sounding and there's a lot of there's a lot of like human warmth on this album ethereal that is, classical yeah, that moodier. Is not, yeah there's not necessarily like a craftwork sound but it when when they mix that like warmth and like humanity into this into these mechanic sounds right th those are the best parts of this record I, where else but a podcast should we say bold statements but <laughs> amen you know technically in my opinion Man Machine is their best album. This is their most important album. That's yeah. my little thing. I, I yeah. Man Machine, I've spent so much more time with, right. uh, by far, uh, it, uh, it, compared to do, anything. In the, and they in do the get catalog. sillier and poppier, literally yeah. right after Man Machine. Yeah. <laughs> but I think to point out, like you know, is how much of that is due to getting a sequencer that can free them mm -hmm. from playing loops, which opens up what we can do more performative. We can do right. more avant-garde. If you're at home and you're a kid from playing loops, if you're at home and you're a kid making music on your laptop i think the thing that is that was missing for me for a long time is is being able to use either software or hardware sequencers yeah because it's like synthesizers have a lot of them have sequencers on them and sometimes if you feel like you are missing that component because you know like ableton or whatever software you're using has a bunch of synths yeah but sequencing with a sequencer is the sound of of techno and a lot of this music and i feel like if you're playing around with stuff at home, mm -hmm. you should explore that because it's not 
um, you know, if you're playing with Ableton on your computer, that's not front and center yeah. using the sequencer. And it's like, it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I, I was, I said this to you yesterday, Devin, uh, about um, there is some magic, you know, being someone who produces in this music hat in this, found. yeah, in this old hat. <laughs> <laughs> when we placed it on his head, he began to dance yeah. around or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Frosty the Snowman, shout out. Come on the show. <laughs> Come on the show, Frosty. Uh, but I think that there is, um, there, there is an element, uh, like, like, I think he's the least likely guest we could have is Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, that's what I you think. Know. You would think that. There Howard. is, there is an infinitely greater chance that we get Frosty the Snowman than Tomas or Maybe. Are you saying there's a non-zero chance that we get Frosty the <laughs> yes, Snowman? Yes. But my point being, there is a, it is a, I'm not saying there's a right way to produce music or a wrong way. What works for you works for you. For me, I, I love play. I love jamming music, right? And having a sequencer that I can modify a loop every 16 steps or whatever, 32 steps, and being able to play that often heavily informs what I go down and, 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 and record. Um, if, if not a direct recording, it is built off of something I've learned or come across with a loop. I just, the introduction to, uh, to a, a group uh, like Kraftwerk or to Kraftwerk in this instance of a, a sequencer, I mean, it really, it's no small change in sonic possibility and landscape. And mm -hmm. I, and I do, I, I didn't know until this week of research that this is the sequencer introduction. And that informs, if you look at, look at their, their sonic path, that informs a lot. Yep. Um, you know, so, uh, Get yourself a sequencer. Right. <laughs> find a free sequencer. Allow yourself plug to go down your own sonic path. Yeah. Go hog wild. Go hog wild on your sonic landscape. Yeah. Um, track two? Track two. Let's hear it. The Hall of Mirrors. A looking glass. He wanted to be. <laughs> this is the weirdest song on that. No, oh, it, it's it. also it also rules. But it you're rewarded if you listen on headphones for this one. Especially yeah, because absolutely. If you're if it's in your car stereo or just a laptop, you're not really gonna feel that that percussive element sounds like creepy ass steps on yeah. concrete in yeah. a hollow hallway. And I just wanted to throw out you, that this... You are on the right podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am a huge advocate of like... That was a cool statement. Like, like, like sit down with headphones, listen to an album as an activity. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I don't know, you, you, you lose so much of the stereo field if you don't. Yeah. I wanted to bring in the, the fact that they were... I'm pretty sure they had met Bowie by now. And that yeah. this track especially has some Bowie vibes in yeah. the melody. Amen. And... I think that, you know, in my earlier statement that uh, I think the attitude, uh, the lyricism in this song is uh, I would draw a parallel from that to, again, Daft Punk fans, human after all. Um, I mean, this has that tone that we know they kind of had during that that era. Um, but I also would would point out that um, if you there's so much space uh, on this track specifically um, that if you are uh, someone in the early Detroit techno scene, mm -hmm. I get why you can loop these sections here and then put your drum machines on top yep. of it. Because like you said, you can hear the percussive, uh, you know, the, the reverb steps in a warehouse. It, it, it 
does fit that, uh, you know, that feel of Detroit techno. And, right. and the reason for that is, uh, bold statements, it informed that feel of Detroit techno yep. uh, alongside the setting that Detroit techno was born. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's Rosetta Stone. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, there is no, there's no order at all to that, uh, that chirpy little synth line on top of it the spacey like diddly diddly, there's it's chaos it's, it is it, it uh it's so there's like no groove to it that it, it's like it make it get it adds like this disorienting element on top of everything it's wild you know absolutely. i love being disoriented yeah absolutely i was gonna say that i'm gonna contradict myself or just uh, amend my statement of saying that you should be on a long walk to this entire album you should be walking for the first track, and then you should find a bench, and then sit down and vibe. With your eyes closed. Just vibe to this one, yeah. and then you can get up and start walking at the next track. If you could swim a few laps while you're listening to the record. Yeah. You're there on a walk. Very bring like, a beanbag with you on the walk so you can chill out for this but eight that is, minutes. That's, I don't know. That's, you know, that is the propulsiveness is, you know, there's a, there's a reason people always use, like, you know, journey right. as a term in, in terms of like psychedelia. It is like right. yeah. a journey. You are yeah. going somewhere. <laughs> or staying somewhere. <laughs> uh, track yeah. three? Track three. Showroom dummies. the fucking Beatles right there. It is. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. That is. I mean, if that, the, Jesus. Yeah. If this song came out today, people would still be blown out. Hell yeah. It's not um, quintessentially craft work sound. It's not, you know. And I, and I think what, what we have here is it, this is not a four bar loop. This is a, we're, we're running along the top of, of the foundation of this song with a, a, a journey of a melody. I mean, and, and <laughs> what again, the hell does any of that mean? <laughs> it means, it means that, that, you know, so often we hear in, in, in these songs, you know, it is a simple loop and every single sound is repeated every, yeah. every four bars. No, right. Yeah. Listen. And, and it builds to a drop and it's four bars. This is a guitar solo over a foundation of a song, but the craft work equivalent, which again, I'll pull back to why I love the chemical brothers. That's what they do all day. Listen to escape velocity. That is not, uh, that, that, that top melody is not, but Ed the, hates to jam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean no, it doesn't, just <laughs> Eddie, Eddie boy, come on the show. We found this. I tagged him so many times this week. <laughs> we found this Reddit. Start tagging Frosty the Snowman on me and see if he come on the show. We we found this Reddit post of somebody asking why have that fucking Chemical Brothers never like co collaborated, and somebody commented like Daft Punk's essentially a jam band now, and Ed hates to jam. Ed hate no Tom hates when Ed jams. Ed, that's what it was. Tom hates when Ed jams. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, lyrically i think the most fun like uh, the lyrics on this are very fun uh yeah i i um read that it is a jab at critics for what critics and uh, and perceive them to be yeah basically that's so funny the, yeah like that's where the name daft punk came from right, too exactly yeah, yeah. daft punky thrash yeah. it's fun to uh, like <laughs> 
be told your music is childish or, or silly or whatever and just fucking own it but yeah, 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 yeah we're oh, a bunch yeah. of showroom dummies yeah of Absolutely. course we are yeah. i mean they step out and take a walk through the city <laughs> that's what we're doing that's what this whole album's about we go to a club and we start to dance exactly <laughs> i and i think that that again um i love leaning into whatever the thing is right mm. you, you're gonna if you're gonna do it do it right if you're gonna you know it's one thing to say no critics we're not that it's one thing to say oh we're gonna be your worst nightmare oh yeah that, right and oh, i yeah. think that that is again compelling to me it's oh, compelling yeah. in 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 all of the performative weirdos out right. there and you know we say weirdos on this podcast with the highest esteem that goes back to just being ex- loving what people are excited yeah. about so when I have had a few people say, oh, Jeff, you, you never wrote a negative review. Now, instead of throwing myself into an identity crisis and saying that maybe I should start writing negative reviews, I started loving on shit harder. Yeah. Yeah. So. I wonder where, so this this is in response to criticism, and this is... Is this I, a criticism of criticism? Criticism Ooh. of criticism. Uh, where, like, where does this stand in terms of Kraftwerk's look, right? Because this is this the beginning of... The mannequin thing? I have no idea. Because they the 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 thing they're made up to look like mannequins on the cover. Yeah, I believe this is the beginning. So you this know? is so you have Audubon, you have Radioactivity, and they're kind of just a weirdo. Yeah, kraut rock band. But this mm-hmm. is when they become an electro band. Yeah, and they get a and they get a look out of this. Yep. Like lyrically, they're talking about it, and then this is the cover, and then shortly after, we start getting like the theatricality of the band yeah this is yeah. the funniest band photo of all time I know, it's, it's so good describe <laughs> it describe it. it it is it looks yeah. like it's like that blog like awkward family yeah, uh, awkward so family great. photos yeah it's like they, it's it, like they it, invented it yeah yeah exactly this is it's like they posed like they were on the poster for stepbrothers yeah and it's i mean and it is like brush painted yeah uh, black and white or whatever right like it's, it, it's got that that really doctored yeah. look of this is not as it's not a natural human photo, right? Also, even though it is. If you could bring that up and for folks over search it out. Um, Florian Schneider, I believe, the late uh, yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. On this album cover, I mean, I hope I'm not disrespecting his soul. Looks just like Will Forte. It <laughs> really yeah. does. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> You'll yeah, never not astounding. see it. He really does. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he really does. Every band should have a guy who looks like Will Forte. <laughs> you have to. Hot takes. Yeah. Just, Hot take. Def Buck added the third robot and it's Will Forte. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. No, <laughs> no, no. Will Forte, come on the show. Will Forte, come on the, come on the pod, please. We're come on the pod. You. Please, we need you. Uh, I, could, I have a lot, a lot to talk about with Will Forte. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with it. He's a guy that loves dance music. I could tell. He's a weirdo, and I really like him. <laughs> I gotta talk to him. I gotta talk to him. I gotta talk to Frosty the Snowman. Talk to Frosty gotta the talk Snowman. To I have a lot of, th- a lot Today's, of tonight's <laughs> guest, Will Forte and Frosty the Snowman. I, I gotta talk to Frosty about his I catalog. A lot of opinions on dance music. Oh I God. need to get to Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> and winter's almost over. Yeah. So you better Connor, hurry. Connor Ratliff just got fucking Tom Hanks for Dead Eyes. I know. Our our white whale is Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I need him on the podcast. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Like the you talking you two guys. Got you too. Connor Ratliff got Tom Hanks. We we gotta, gotta get, frosty. get Frosty. Not Tom Hanks. We gotta get Frosty. Did you say you too? You you talking you too? So to, like the the you're talking you too to, to we me. have we have a another show uh, another podcast where we talk about the Simpsons mm-hmm. and the week that Daft Punk broke up. 
we were doing an episode of that show and there was like 20 minutes uh in the middle of that episode where i mourned the loss of my favorite band and uh there's these two comedians that do a, a, a deep dive podcast about you two and that was kind of like the jumping off point for yeah. this show on our like, other podcast we had the idea live for this podcast and then we've just yeah. run with this while the other ones yeah. on scott, <laughs> yeah adam scott from parks and recreation and scott ackerman do a show where they just like it's called you talking you you talking you two to me yeah and it's yeah i just, need to go on that show yeah <laughs> do it it is it's a really good they because are they're they are equally as nerdy uh, as we are about this stuff as as <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I feel should be honest. Um, I've just told you how I love music and I love getting excited about music. And yeah. I yeah. don't like to say that I hate any bands, but I actually hate one band. Oh yeah, and I hate you too. Yeah, <laughs> so much. So I want to go on that podcast and talk. Yeah, about. they need it a skeptic. Astounding. Like you two's like new wavy stuff comes out within a year or two of this, and yeah. those feel like two completely disparate eras of music to I, me. That's really weird. I always say I love one U2 song and it's New Year's Day. Yeah. And it's because I can close my eyes and pretend it might be the cure of the Smiths. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, they're like my my uncle loved U2. So I I I I've always I've never listened to them a bunch. I've always just thought of like like oh that's like uncle's music. Yeah, just no. because my how uncle do you know liked that them. he just wasn't like authentically returning affection. He might have just been saying, "I love you too." I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I love you too, Andy. Oh yeah, that band. Yeah. Uh, I I I have nothing to say about you too. I just Thank I, you. like you too. I appreciate. No, like I, I'm not like I'm not angry when I hear you too or whatever. I don't want to like I'm not like turn that off right now. But like I just. I don't really care either way, you know. Yeah. Like I don't have feelings I do, about it. I could do with or without. I this. could do with or without it. It's uh, what it is. Uh, I've always it thought it would be funny to have Bono a come U- on the show. A YouTube Bono come on the show. Come on the show please, you, we need yeah. you. Yeah, Bono, come on the show. Come on, talk to show. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me, let me yeah, one one caveat, Bono. You're allowed on the show if Jeff can be here that I week too. Be here. If Bono comes on our show and Frosty goes on, you talking you two to me. I'm I don't furious. know what I'm gonna do. I'm I can't believe they got Frosty. I always oh, thought it would be funny to have a YouTube cover cover band called YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> not YouTube too. No, YouTube. YouTube two is way funnier. YouTube, YouTube two is way funnier. YouTube tube, like the website. I get, I get. You don't have to explain it. YouTube, like the website. Oh, like the website. Or what? Or U three? YouTube cover band U three. U three. U two two. U three. U two two. U three. U two. U two two. U. Okay, U two two cover band. U two two. U three two. Track, track four. <laughs> Trans Europe Express. Oh, the big one. Trans Europe Express.
Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good song. So uh, instantly, if you are not a Kraftwerk fan, you might you hear, hear you recognize, one of everybody the, recognizes the biggest this. Uh, earlier hip-hop hits, uh, which is Planet Rock, uh, Afro yeah. Bombada, uh, <laughs> is that sample. Um, yeah, which I in my broken brain, I cannot hear that song without thinking of the episode of Trailer Park Boys where they open a illegal bar in a trailer because that in the party scenes they're they're in every party scene in that episode they're playing that song yeah, yeah they have to they have to they, they have got to. right they got the rights to one song and it's planet rock or whatever yeah. by africa Bob <laughs> they play it over that entire episode <laughs> yeah the uh, apparently the original intent was to create a, a, a rhythm pattern that sounded more like a train or sample a train yeah. oh man and um i don't know what the german is for this but i think the band decided that's not funky enough. So yeah. they, they create a hook for it. It's yeah. just irresistible. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the part that that... It's also that, sampled in Jay Dilla's Big Booty Express. Yeah. The, um, the, the second part, not the, the, not the Planet Rock hook there, but that build is so cinematic mm-hmm. also. It, that, you know, if you just, if you just take that, that climb, um, you know, uh, at the, the the tail end of the clip we just played, man, that that could be in any big film score right, right there. Sonically, it's huge, it's a dark ass tune. It, like, is. it is, yeah, it's very dark. It feels like really you should like. be in a room with all the lights yeah. off, yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah, like a rave or or what have you. Absolutely. So we know we said that you should listen to this on a walk, or but also you should listen to it. So you down. should listen. You should also listen, listen to it in a big dark room. So you're, <laughs> you're walking <laughs> to the club. Yes. There, there you go. And you get winded for a second, so you take a break. So you take a break on track two, and then you get to the club. So you. We we were walking through the first song. You take a break for the second time. The the third song, you hurry up to the to the <laughs> club, and then in this one, you're in a big dark room for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. Show him dummies good sign. Bump bump. Yeah, you're yeah you're speeding yeah. up. Yeah. You're like oh shit, I'm late to the big dark room. I'm so late that- to the big dark room. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I'm running late to the big dark room. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, uh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not going to clock in in time at the big dark room factory. <laughs> my, my, my boss at the big dark room is going to be furious if I'm late again. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. I'm going to get... I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> I'm gonna get fired from the big dark room. I cannot tell. I my, can't lose my job at the big dark. I cannot room. lose my job at the big dark room again. My wife is gonna be pissed. Oh, <laughs> uh, Holy moly! Uh, you know, I, Andy said he's been going to the big dark room every day. Actually, got fired a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's been, he's he's been, been going, going movies and watching. Yeah, he's been mall. going he's to a really small, he's really been bright, going to a room. Small bright room. He's been going to a small bright room to pretending he's still working at the big dark room. Uh, as, though, as though the people in the big dark room aren't spending. Like seven hours in there. Yeah. Why would you even be late? Yeah. I, man. So oh, let's talk about that that motif, though. Yeah. Which is introduced in Europe Endless. Yeah. But it's just so much more airy and friendlier sounding yeah. and kind yeah. of loopy. Mm-hmm. And then this one, it sounds eerie as shit. And yeah. then they they bring it's it back like orchestrally. Yeah. Later, later we revisit that sound. Uh, with an orchestral like yeah flair, it's very cool to to find. Well, uh, like do you want to do you want to like, briefly explain um, that songs are just a window in the groove? Oh boy, your this theory. Is the thing I've been, <laughs> your theory I've been talking about a lot on this podcast mm. that songs I, songs are just a window into the groove. A groove is it can be a groove is in the heart. You get it. We man. all know You're the groove is in the heart. <laughs> it's like a groove can be 
a motif or a two bar measure or whatever, but like Rhythm in dance can be music, dance like the reason we have all these remixes is like a groove is a singular musical idea and a song is just a permutation of it. Mm-hmm. And you can have a, a single groove that is explored in a million different yeah. songs. Right. I mean, and a million yeah, different permutations, cool. and this is... It's very cool to lock onto this and, and revisit it in such di- different ways throughout the record. It makes the whole thing feel uh, more of a Cin- cohesive unit Cin- than just a collection of I'm songs. I'm going to bring up cinematic again. You know, you, you yeah. look at... You look at whatever Skin we're gonna Atlantic. we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Star Wars <laughs> we're gonna go John Williams and we're gonna say why do we know a Luke scene is a Luke scene because the Luke motif comes up and sometimes he's on the screen right no but, but screen, my point idiot. is my point is an <laughs> no I know what you mean my point is this use of a motif that is you know at first introduced in a very happy and optimistic way mm-hmm. it's then introduced in a more spooky kind of setting here and and then again we'll revisit it a little bit bigger again and and, and I think that. You know, again, that this is that that performative side of this album that we love is the cinematic nature of it. I mean, yeah. it's it's not about this song is this melody and that's it, and it, it starts at the beginning of the track and it ends at the end of the track. This is a whole thing, right? Um, which you know, if you look back at the at the albums we've done and the songs that we we really love and the DJ sets we like, it feels like it's it's its own standalone journey, start to finish, rather than a collection of songs. You I'm know? all for motifs, motifs, absolutely over hooks. I think we became a hook obsessed yeah. music industry, especially with streaming. We need to hook them immediately. We need yeah. that big bouncy chorus we, up front, but we need motifs. We yes, need yeah. more teeps. We need more teeps. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's. Do you guys do do, do a lot of? Do you, um, I, I go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah. I just can't like resist singing shit into the microphone, even <laughs> right. though no one wants that. But like, let's you know, famous motifs are something that are always in our brains. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't going. I'm not going to mouth. You're allowed I'm, to. You're I'm not going to mouth sing the motif of Britney Spears' "Toxic," <laughs> right? But you know it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that mm-hmm. fucking motif, and absolutely. it's fantastic. Um. So anyway, I mean, bringing our guy weekend back into the mix here. You know, Blinding Lights has a great motif. Yeah. There is a reason, you know, despite people shit posting and shit talking The weekend. There's a reason The weekend past Justin Bieber recently has the most listened to artist on Spotify. Is that true? It is true. The weekend is now officially. Man. So again, it, it, he, it, yeah, he like he he's got a, an awesome thing going. And there's not like because he named himself after the best part of the week. The, if he named yeah, himself I the mean, Wednesday. But also, yeah. you know, people don't get <laughs> exactly. The weekend until you say. Michael Jackson, yeah, right? You, like that, that is, the, is the, the the realm of pop culture he is trying to occupy is the the current king of pop. It's not realm, my favorite. Right? It's not. Right. It is not my favorite genre of music, and I, I don't I don't visit I don't visit the weekend all that often. Right. But I think it's don't fucking. Even, why are you going to set that up? I don't visit the weekend all that. Often. I don't I don't I don't listen to a lot of his music, but. That is a space in music that has been unoccupied for a long time. It's just like pop a, star, a king pop. male, Soul a king male pop. pop star, giant, like like bluesy, like singer. Right. That, that isn't yeah. that isn't a carryover from yeah. themselves as right. a younger version, right? Also, the shout week- out, uh, that, yeah, that, Metro Detroit brand, uh, band, the Weekend. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the Weekend. They were mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands growing up from Sterling no. Heights. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like I appreciate that 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 space is occupied right now within pop culture. It's cool. Yeah, it really is, and it's it, you know I think that the error of filling that space in a 
I would take the weekend over Post Malone or something like that. One million bazillion times. But 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 why is that? Why does that spot not get filled in? And my my thesis because I'm is too busy because too the right older now. version of who previously <laughs> occupied that space is still alive, so that doesn't feel like there's a void in that spot, even though effectively there actually is. Right. Mm. So it's good to see. I, I I for one like the weekend a lot. I don't spend as much time with the weekend as I do with you know. Daft Punk, Chemical Brothers, yeah, no. whoever, I mean, every, It's only two days a week. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's working for it. Yeah. Everybody is working I've for heard, it. I've heard. Track five? Track five. Uh, this is just, this is the techno corridor of the record. Yes. This is metal on metal. Not get oh, yeah. Detroit techno does not exist without these sounds no doubt, that we absolutely. just heard. No doubt. Yeah. And again, That's rewarding what, the headphones. It is it yeah. is wild. Yeah, that that this this happened in Germany, and then a bunch of folks around here crate dived some of these records and mm-hmm. di- built techno, and then that traveled back over there and revived that scene there for it to then come back here it's right. a crazy trajectory right. and, and that's and, why you know, that's why they love detroit the so much they also loved uh craftwork loved iggy pop so yeah. there's right. that dialogue there too it's iggy detroit pop, the second most famous person from my hometown behind me <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first andy reed's more famous than iggy pop uh and another reason this album is also abbey road is <laughs> the basically side two is sequenced into itself yes continuing yeah so this is you're not going to get this from uh, us playing these clips but trans europe express mold melds directly into this that goes directly into abzug like the the back half of this record is just a set right right which this is that same era of grandmaster flash in his lab figuring out how to do that in a dj set yeah. between different songs and yep. here they are doing it on an album and it just feels like it's a party yeah right. it's and a really spooky cool. party Again, very quoting spooky party. us last week can't wait for this show it's gonna quoting, be so fun in june yeah quoting uh, quoting us over and over i mean it, it is that journey start yeah. to finish that we love right you know man we did it again with no geography last week one of the best parts you know the first three they songs kick it off that from, album what, yeah is three songs that run together um yeah further feels like one it is, thing i it is cool because there are there are albums that do that front to back it's cool to have a section of your album be that yeah 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 i i agree and i also like this this track specifically you know in our in our um group chat last night i sent a video somebody posted on tiktok and it was very funny to me because it was at first just a video of this big massive engine somewhere in the world uh and then it was just this little clip of this guy kind of groove into an engine sound and he cut it into this techno banger and it's like you know that that energy i love i love that energy of any sound can be music if i make music out of it <laughs> right, right? And, right and like yeah that's that, uh it's super hands uh on uh, uh that show what's that show it doesn't matter it <laughs> doesn't matter the thing i'm saying right now doesn't matter what's super hands Super Hans from uh 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 fuck I can't remember that show never mind. There's Whoa. a clip from a British comedy where Got like it. do like raves and peep uh, show peep show and yeah. he he uh he ends the episode like da- like he's dancing and you zoom out and he's just dancing to the walk I, sign uh, at, like fun, at a crosswalk. Fun, oh, yeah. fun fact. Boop, 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 fun fact. Uh, I was on the uh no we were Andy we were at uh they were we were working at the theater uh 
long story short, Andy started grooving. And then we realized it was a street compactor outside <laughs> because they were redoing the you know Kniff There is street something edits. very compelling about recognizing that we are saddled with industrialism. We are. And oh, yeah. you can find joy and beauty and music in it instead yeah. of being like, I'm yeah. stuck in this, this dystopian prison. Again, for context, this is the decade that gives us throbbing gristle and the beginning of noise yeah. music. Yeah. Throbbing and, gristle. And <laughs> also, this is feeding right into the no-wave scene in New York, so this is where we are getting into this metal-on-metal metal motif. Yeah. And you could see it jumping forward into Sonic Youth and all the noisy stuff they do. Or local shout out Wolf Eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Noise. There's so many different roads out of this album into yep. other genres. Yeah. Rosetta Stone. Which is pretty great yeah. considering it's on a track and it's just one train. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Trains anyway, rock. speaking of tracks. Speaking six of Abzug. I got two words for you. Night Rider. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say ab zug. Ab, that ab zug has been abbed. But um, again, that, absolutely. They like this what song you... starts in a very different place and then uh uh they it's almost like a they pull the rug out from under you and they're like, "Oh, nope, we're back in Trans Europe. We're Express. back in the big dark room." <laughs> yeah. You know what though? We you know, we we're talking about electron stuff. I cannot think of a more direct thing than this song to Juan Atkins. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. so direct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, that added... Uh, Sorry, yeah. I'm just singing. No, absolutely. No, it's, 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 the, it's, it's the rhythmic component. As to someone it. has been saying earlier in the room, yeah. cinematic. I mean, it is, uh, you know, this is a return to... Now Frosty's to, got his hat on. Right. No, but, but, but it, you know, in, in movie terms or whatever, this is a return to a setting we've seen before in the film, but it's a through a diff, with, through through the lens of what we've learned since then, right? We're returning. It is a later on in this, you know, this cinematic experience, right. which which it feels like that. It doesn't right. feel like a departure from what we've done so far. It instead feels like you know the English translation for this is literally departure. Oh yeah, whoa, yeah. the leftovers. That's what. Jeez, wow, departure. I'm just saying. It's. It. I mean, that's that's cool. That's wow. cool. Just kidding. I'm just, no, that's wow. a good point. No, I'm just, being a dick. I'm sorry. No, it's because you said this is a departure. <laughs> no, I get it. You were you were you were helping me out, and I threw you under the bus, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, under the train, um, yeah, really? Under the just train, on the track. No, you're we're on we're on track. I want this album to run me over. <laughs> I want this album to run me and over. And it does. Fact, that's it what's does. compelling about it. <laughs> Fucking run and it me will over. Again. <laughs> I, 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 one more thing I want to point out about the percussion on this album um, is it. It does not fall into the percussion traps that a lot of um, a lot of music that 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 we listen to and we love. Uh, it falls into hey, here's the exact same drums right. for an entire drum right. it's, genre, it's, right? It's not just the thumpity yes. thumb thumb right. thumpity thumb thumb. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frosty, please come on the bottom. Back we need you. Please thump, but, thump all over me. Frosty. But I think that that is that Frosty is Frosty. one of the things that changes from track to track. While motifs are revisited, is we we don't just fall in. You know, there are there are different drum patterns that that still, you know, you don't realize how much that opens up the landscape. And Again, it's subtle. It's subtle. subtle. It's very subtle. Subtle. subtle how yeah. they're shifting it. Yes. Track. It's but not- it's. 
but it's such a it's such a powerful reason why these songs exist right as a piece of the whole but also on their own right each movement is critic term Mm -hmm. of a piece yes Mm -hmm. track seven franz That's so pretty. It's so pretty, and so it's just that bass element that's yeah. giving you the percussion, not a, not any beats, and it's getting airier again, which is that callback to the airy quality of the opening track. So we have one, two, three, four, four, four tracks on an eight-track album, mix in some element of and reworking of that groove. This, this, this right here, though, th- th- this, Franz Sherbert. This track right here is that sequencer just on display, front and center. This right. is the yeah. this is the quintessential. Here's our sequencer. And it's so he was a classical composer and this is you know in the style of classical music and I I Absolutely. I don't spend a lot of time on early synthesizer music you know like in the 60s and 70s. I imagine they had to have done a lot of classical stuff with synthesizers off the bat. Robert Switched Moog, on back. Robert Moog, please yeah. come on. The show. I you know what I should go back and listen to that. Switched on back. Yeah. I got to spend time with that. Wendy Carlos. Yeah, uh, Wendy Carlos, please come on the show. Wendy Carlos, please come on the show, please. 40th anniversary of Tron. It'd be perfect. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Come on, the, you know we should we should do an episode on the on the original Tron soundtrack. We really yeah. should. yeah, because that's uh we did the legacy. Yeah, makes sense. I came I came ready to talk about legacy. By the way, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I uh what oh man well I don't listen to a lot of like movie soundtrack stuff, but that. That album is incredible. Yeah, and then I, I watched it, the actual movie, yeah. for the first time since it was in theaters. Jesus Christ! <laughs> my cat Holy moly! Hey, my, for anybody at home who doesn't know, my cat has asthma and it sneezes. That is an alarming sound and motion that that cat is making. <laughs> His cat has asthma. Did you I, know cats can even have asthma? I have a cat, and the cat has asthma. And the cat does really? the exact same thing, oh. which is why. Two of us in this room didn't <laughs> yeah. react, but the other two are yeah. freaking out. No, it is not. No cats could have asthma. I have two cats, and does it? Can I have an asthma. inhaler? <laughs> uh, the cat inhaler is a is a crazy contraption. Ugh. It's like a bubble over their head. It's a helmet. They, you have to that, it that, that they, they hate it so much, and you pump it with this gas, and it has to sit on there for like a minute and Ugh. breathe in and out this gas. Yikes! But um, this cat has we. For those of you out there, my cat does. I take had one of those. It does take medicine from time to time when it gets. It didn't have a helmet, but a yeah. nebulizer. She, I had a so nebulizer. So this, this uh, every once in a while, the 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 cat sneezing will give it a bloody nose or something, and then it's you know there's some medicine for that and stuff. Um, basically, on Tron Legacy, my yeah. favorite song is "End of Line." I've <laughs> yeah. never seen the movie, but man, "End so, of Line" so rocks. That, here, watching the movie again with with the the music uh, specifically in mind, it is incredible yeah. how how much. Uh, of like dramatic impact mm-hmm. that music that music brings to the that like that movie is okay. Then the parts that really l- rely on the music are incredible. Yeah, right? one of the coolest things that we learned uh, in our deep dive about Tron Legacy is that they had the character motifs before they had the CGI scenes. So in these moments where it's like, okay, I you know actor i am i don't know how i'm supposed to feel what does this thing chasing me look like the director could say we don't know we don't have a direct image of what this thing's gonna look like but here's its sound right and so 
one of the coolest things about that film is how much Daft Punk's original motifs per character uh, influence the production and tone of that movie from start to finish. Yeah. And again, it's you know a testament. The reason I bring this up <laughs> is it's a testament to how powerful a motif can be. Yeah, and they used they they used Disney's money to learn how to work with orchestras, and then they. Yeah turned around and made random access memories. Yep. Schubert died at 31 of syphilis. You have the shittiest grin on your face. I was just now. like, for a guy who had such a long legacy in the history of music, he died at 31 that was a, of that was syphilis. A, that was I, a right I, turn. I Schubert, did come on the show. At, at, midnight, I, I, at midnight, I've officially lived longer than Sherbert or Schubert. Yeah, don't fucking jinx it. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, do not jinx it. Don't jinx Schubert it. died at 31 of syphilis. Wow, come shit. on the pod, please. On the pod, so please. as long as I don't die of syphilis in the next moly, six hours moly. or whatever, I'm not. okay. Yeah, don't beef it at the finish line, bud. <laughs> Track now, eight, baby. Yes. Real quick, that was a life lesson. Did you make your quorum today? Did the, he, he gave you a Yeah, is that just, the lesson you learned? Is that the one for the day? No, I learned a lesson already. I'm not listening to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have I've only hear myself <laughs> talking at this point. Everybody shut up. I've those are not headphones. Yeah, those, no, are, yeah. those are ear I learned <laughs> something about opening a door thoroughly when I stubbed my toe earlier. You guys just go home or whatever. I learned the life lesson of don't stub your <laughs> yeah, toe. Yeah, that's it today. <laughs> <laughs> track uh what what track man? Eight. Okay. Eight. We're closing her out with endless endless. This is a little minute long little smooch at the end of this record. That's Daft Punk. Yeah, Daft Punk right voice. there. That vocoder is I would um, so um, I, I would go as far as to say, and I have to everybody in this room. Uh, I draw <laughs> a direct parallel to this, and uh, Human After All's close our emotion. Yeah, uh, almost oh, yeah. almost directly. I mean, it's it's a very similar uh, 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 rhythm. Um, it's very. I mean, this is fifty five seconds long, and that is ten minutes long. <laughs> but my but but yeah, I think the, that uh, what yeah. it does is the same thing. It it it. it yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. I don't think that you get. We all stand on. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. And again, this is another huge one of an album full of huge ones. I don't want to take very much time on this because we are getting towards the end and we got to do our songs. But Andy, in them doing DJ sets, I know they have. They release a lot of remixes of this stuff yeah. constantly. There's always. It comes up on Spotify a lot. Like you know, some new permutation of some of this stuff. Do they do? Do they incorporate? clubbier versions of their stuff into their DJ sets or um I don't know that I was of a mindset to be able to, <laughs> to, I, uh, to, to break down their DJ set uh yeah uh, I get you yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I'll spend some time with it I'm really glad for the sake of brevity that we that we came up with the phrase club it's much punchier than big dark room yes. <laughs> yeah it really is uh, <laughs> <laughs> my time sheet that my time card down at the big dark room all <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i forgot to punch out hey boss can you call can you, i forgot can to you punch out. Me out can you clock me up for the big dark room i forgot to punch out Jeez. oh man we did it so, so we did do it the, the one of the interesting things about the this group is they 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 the mix came out in 1991 uh they the Tour de France is 2003, but they kind of like, <laughs> I would love to hear some new original stuff. They're still, they're still tooting around. They're still performing. 
Their live show's incredible. It's a pretty different. It's a but the, the lineup. Correct. Um, that's yeah. Ralph is the only one. Correct left. me if I'm wrong. Didn't they? Did they won? Uh, did they win best electronic album with the 3D? Uh, album i thought it was something like that 3D i think that they might i mean i think they might have won in 20 what is it 2015 something like that Grammy. they won they 3d the catalog uh they won uh best dance uh, best electronic album yeah okay cool 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 so that is you know again, they were nominated for best surround sound album that's a go. cool category that's, i mean that's a testament to the headphones yeah and we keep on making here right. that there are you know you benefit from that level of of Again, uh, Sonic yeah. landscape or whatever. They were they were just they were just like last year inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yes. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 damn exciting. Yeah, uh, and I, I again we're ex- we're super excited to to see them uh, or have seen them <laughs> depending on when you listen yeah. to this. We have uh, first row in the direct middle of the theater, first row of the balcony. We yeah. had third row tickets for the one that got canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. So. This is uh, towards the end of it. We're going to do a little segment called uh, My Beeps to God's your boot, your Boots. By my Beeps to God's Boots. God burped in my mouth. God, God burped and, in my boots. And uh, God burped God in, in my boots. boots. It's always been called that. God burped uh, in my boots. Who wants, to, who wants to go first? I forgot what I picked, but I'll you go first. You picked uh, Kevin Saunderson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rock yeah. to the Beat. Ben Sims. Yeah. I, um, so you guys, I've, I've talked a lot about this. I love... Um, Continuous mixes, uh, and one of my favorites uh, is uh, History Elevate. Wait, do you sing you like endless, songs? endless, Ooh. endless songs? Uh, but endless, we, endless, baby. we know we, you know we love Kevin Saunderson. You know we love Detroit techno. Uh, I love History Elevate because you get a a, a fantastic. Uh, album full of of remixes of songs that we love but uh by cool people like we talk yes. a lot on the show about some mobile yeah. disco you they guys got know i love there. jazz shop please we oh, love ben sims ben, oh, but anyway i picked the ben sims uh, remix of rock to the beat which I, is one of the standout moments of that continuous mix which is one of my probably most listened to things without qualifiers <laughs> Hell yeah. We talk about uh, those moments in the set. You know, we refer to them when we're, when we're listening to live sets or we're, we're partying together or whatever. Those moments that just yeah. hold your head in it or whatever. They you do know. a great job oh, with the that vocal. Is, that is such one of those just... Put your face in it moments. Uh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I can go next. So I, I picked a song called Jennifer by Salute. He is a, uh, a producer from uh, Vienna, I think, who's Manchester-based now. Like of the sausages, Vienna? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's a younger dude. I think he's like 25. He he just did a remix of one of DJ Seinfeld songs. He does a lot of UKG stuff, but he makes very weird music. He does a lot of housey stuff and a lot of garage stuff. And I... This one's a weird tune. I really, he's someone to watch. There's a couple sets he did over the pandemic um, that are just great. I really like him. good weird vocally stuff and a lot of really filtered pumping stuff i really like his music yeah 
That was great. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, uh, this is a song called Remedy. Uh, this is a remix. Uh, this is an arc anchor song uh, song, but it's a uh, the ink uh, the uh, tech support remix. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I they're that they're uh that's like it. They're that song is a fucking journey, man. Uh, uh check it out. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we went with all three of your more techno e tracks, and yeah. mine is definitely not. But we can go into mine if you guys Absol- are ready. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So it's called it's called Fallow Blue, if I'm not mispronouncing that, by Monster Rally, which is the brainchild of this producer, Ted Fagan. Um, but there it's just a track I just stumbled on the other day and. Um, I was just at the library and we were doing a, a, a live event and I, I had the PA and I kind of just threw this song on the, on the mix and just mm-hmm. let people come into it, like their entrance music. And it's groovy as hell. It's like Caribou meets Krongbin. Okay. Ooh. I like so. that. Awesome. Like wobbly, jazzy drums. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was going to be too forward, but I, I almost wanted to just ask someone who was coming to the library if they wanted to waltz with me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, dude. It but feels kind of like, classy. It really it's does. Got, like the wobbly, jazzy drums, mm-hmm. but then also they have those little like vinyl reverses exactly. too. So it's like going, it's like exactly. kind of like warps back into itself. That's yeah, really fucking good, groovy. Very good cool. Entrance music. Wow. Well, we've we done it. it. We, we did it. Guys. We did it. We've done it. This was a wild ride, guys. Yeah. Oh, this is so Thanks much fun on the show, Jeff. That was well, who are blast. we, Mr. Toad? Because uh, that was one wild ride. Uh, so, again, I wanted to <laughs> thank Jeff uh, for coming out today. Hey, you have an open invitation uh, in the future if you want to do another album you sure. like or Jeff, talk the, more. Jeff, please come on the pod. Uh, please come on the pod. <laughs> Jeff, please come on the pod. You know what? Was... Listen, guys. When I, before I left, I was going to say, I'll be back again someday. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean this was. Frosty, please come. Uh, it's 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 very fun when people start to talk in the way that we talk uh, uh, on this podcast. I, I mean, it, this just felt like a. You're you're the fourth member today. All right, and that great. was awesome. I'll be back. Uh, it was very very cool. And again, it was um, like when people say like whatever that that guy was the sixth beetle or whatever, the eleventh man the or fifth whatever, you're the fifth beetle. Yeah, Jeff Bell is really the fourth fourth member of the Alive podcast. <laughs> uh, so, um, do you, do you have any any anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, sure. I'm I'm working on a book right now. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Uh, I promise you, we will do a book report episode of your book. Great. One hundred percent, it will happen. Assuming it ever comes out. Yes. Assuming Can you say, it ever comes uh, out. What what it's about? It's nonfiction. It's following kind of the life story of a band that's been together for twenty two years, and they're based here in Detroit, and they're called the High Strong. Yes. So, yes. So we've been working on that for a while. That is uh very cool. I'm in the rewrite process. So cool. Awesome. Which is what happens. So you're like halfway there. 
Um, and as soon as I can, I'll start posting more blog articles on my old little site, ideasadrift.net. So you can always hear me on Culture Shift on WDET. That is awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for being here. Uh, let's uh, let's outro the show, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you all at home next yeah. week. I'm Andy. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Andy underscore enthusiast. Uh, and come to Planet Theater in Detroit and see some of the. So uh, uh, last weekend, um, one of you out there came uh, to our show. Uh, we we hosted Everything Is Terrible, um, and one of you came. <laughs> you. you uh, uh, you were in our lobby and looking around, and you're like, this place is gorgeous. I've never been here. This, is, this is great. And I was like, thanks, man. Uh, happy to have you. And he's like, yeah, I, I know some guys uh, from here. They they do a show about Daft Punk. And I was like, buddy, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> I am that guy. And, he, <laughs> That's awesome. and you gave me a hug. Uh, and cool. uh, uh, I gave you one of our T-shirts. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, come come to Planet Ant. around Detroit, come see us. We uh, Andy and I perform on Monday nights. My name is Devin James Rosen, and I live in uh, Hazel Park. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. uh, my name. Uh, I'm, I'm Listen to my music on Spotify, David Jetski. Check me out on Instagram. I'm Bandcamp, David Jetski. Yes, you said that very clearly. I'm envious, I'm I'm envious of your dictation. Before I leave, I, yeah, I'm a music journalist, but I also work in a public library, and I'm just going to tell everyone out there, no matter what city you live in, please go sign up for your library card. Yeah, right yes, do sign it. Up for your library card. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Hoopla. Uh, yeah. My name is you access uh, to Hoopla. My name's Darren. Uh, the only reason I've seen Master of Disguise starring Dana Carvey is my yeah. uh, my library subscription. <laughs> Pistachio Disguise, yeah. uh, the main character's name in that movie, by the way. Uh, my name's Darren. Uh, you can find me on all the social medias at the most. Darren. Uh, also, you can find me on all the music streaming platforms as uh, The Wonders of the Deep. I put out uh, an EP uh, about a month-ish ago now. Uh, and uh, thank you for everybody who's listened to it and said yeah. some, some kind words to me. I really appreciate it. But go check that out. Yeah. We're Good Ground together. Oh, yeah. We have a website now. Yeah. GoodGroundDetroit.com. Our, 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 our shit's called Good Ground together. And if you... If if you happen on any of those assholes from Bad Ground, yeah. don't listen to anything they say about us. Yeah. Bad Ground, not bad, a good those look. Bad Ground guys are they're no they're no good. They're they they're no fun. Cool. Don't listen to them. They're really bummers. And we're yeah. just trying to have a good time. Awesome. You guys all right. are all my best friends, and I love you. And we're in love with you. Like stuff, guys. Just like stuff. Like yeah, stuff. Just like stuff. Enjoy we, everything. We like stuff. Good Ground like stuff. Those Bad Ground guys, they don't like anything. <laughs> don't listen to them. We will see you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid, developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosenai, and Darren Shelton, with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information, please visit Alive2021.com.